Uh, good evening, everyone. So Jason Powers, actually hanging out in a different place tonight uh, to do my broadcast. Uh, you can call it the the laundry uh, outlet. So it's kind of interesting. I was looking over some articles today. One thing, well, several things always catch your eye, but uh, we'll start with uh, Meta. Uh, formerly known as Facebook. <clears throat> so evidently, your uh, taxes, certain tax companies like Tax Act and Intuit and H&R Block, uh, there's a tool that, uh, or it's uh, like a application or tip on your uh, taxation gathering mechanism, screen, whatnot, that's been gathering your data and in some cases, not all, and not all companies, I think uh, Tax Act was probably the most prevalent, even though it wasn't the most, uh, it's not the most used tax application. <clears throat> Sending your information, uh, including your uh, return size and, um, you know, that kind of thing, personal information to Facebook, which, as we know, Facebook is a collector of data that goes to the U.S. government now more so than ever quite uh, telling that <clears throat> that they're uh, these particular outlets are gathering or sampling I would say sampling but they're gathering all kinds of data but uh, the, the, when I say sampling I'm looking at it from the government's perspective so <clears throat> you can imagine that they are taking your tax state your in your tax entries through one portal <clears throat> and let's just say you haven't updated it yet completely they gather that information and it's getting sent up to facebook and then if the government wants to cross-reference it and of course they cross-reference your data to their facebook accounts and they they say they use it their algorithm they use it for advertising but uh we know they sell and farm your data out to the right people and oh by the way you don't even have to have a facebook account so that's not even not even important they're just gathering your data no matter what. So <clears throat> they're actually operating as a conduit to which uh, your uh, information can be shuttled through the government to government uh, sources, including the IRS, you know, at a whatever whim they want. Now, uh, I'll put a link in the description to this uh, particular article. You can go through it and see... It's interesting at the end, they're worried about the uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, uh, for-profit organizations regarding to offering taxational services and making a big deal about that. <laughs> that isn't the issue. The issue is your information. They, they make it sound like, you know, oh, well, you know, in other places, uh, the government gathers all your data and you just confirm what the data do your government does. It's like, yeah. I don't want the government making my taxational decisions for me either. In fact, we should eliminate federal taxes altogether if you really want to get out there uh, and on a limb. <clears throat> Up until, what, 1913, uh, between the Fed and the idea of uh, collecting federal taxes uh, were not a thing. We did it on tariffs and trade, and uh, there's a probably a pretty good reason for that. 
because taxation is theft. The government can use it the way they want. I know lots of people will say, oh, well, you wouldn't have all these services. It's like, maybe that would be a good thing. You never really know. The thing is, is people have gotten so accustomed to the way things are that they think that's the way they should always, I mean, when I say accustomed to the way they are, they're accustomed to the misery that they live under. They wouldn't know what it was like a century or 120 years ago, good and bad. There's always good and bad with everything. But certainly having 435 or 434 federal agencies, which, oh, by the way, just kind of coincides with the number of U.S. representatives we have in Congress. So I have an agency that's listed in the Federal Register that matches up one-to-one for every for every U.S. congressman that we have, uh, you know, uh, representative in, in the country. Uh, it, it's quite telling. It's like having little baskets of, uh, of uh, corruption because you have your own little set of minions for each one of your congressmen. I know that's incidental and, and, and didn't, whatever. But what I'm saying is, is this whole idea of government overreach and and Facebook being who they are and knowing how much they were involved in the 2020 election. Uh, actually, in 2019, they were meeting with uh, uh, Twitter. So Zuckerberg and uh, um, what's his face, Jack Dorsey, were meeting with uh, what they called civil rights leaders, including one Benita Gupta, who works at the DOJ. Uh, she's the second highest ranking officer right behind uh, Merrick Garland. I mean, she's high up. I think she's the head of the civil division. So, yeah, she's somebody. Uh, and if you go dig into her background, you'll find out that her her daddy runs a company. Uh, I forget what the name of the company is. It's uh, pharmaceutically related. And it just so happens that they use uh, um, inputs uh, coming through Mexico in particular, uh, they use a lot of opioids and stuff like that. And she works as a civil rights leader. But it kind of entertaining because that company got sold in like 2019. There's a whole lot of, uh, there was a deep dive I did into this. And I'd have to uh, refresh my memory on it. But uh, yeah, she's a part of a lot of things. She's got her hands in a lot of cookie jars. But she was involved in this uh, voting. Uh, they wanted to make sure they... This is according to Molly Ball's uh, election, uh, the the real story of the 2020 election that she uh, wrote up in uh, February of 2021. Uh, Molly Ball is uh, Nancy Pelosi's biographer. So these people are very, very mischievous. They got their hands in a lot of cookie jars. They got tons of money. Of course, it helps. It helps that the Federal Reserve has pumped so much cash into the economy over since 2008 that all these uh, big institutional uh, big companies uh, big tech uh, outlets have had their stock prices soar through the roof it's it, you could go and do a correlation and it would be it's tied exactly to the amount of uh, money that's been put into the <clears throat> into the economy through the or when I say money uh, we will just say uh, you know <laughs> quote uh, that which stimulated inflation throughout the country and around the world, because if you look at the markets, they line up exactly with that. But getting back to Meta, this idea that Facebook, who put $400 million into elections, is known to communicate with Dr. Fauci. Uh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg and Fauci were uh, 
BFFs in like, March and April of 2020. They were directly emailing. So Fauci got emails from him and Fauci responded to him. Uh, yes. And then, of course, we know about Facebook and censoring hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and uh, banning people and uh, substituting their particular, they substituting their, their opinions for doctors. And, of course, this helped out with uh, the White House later on in the Biden administration uh, with uh, the disinformation dozen that they uh, put together, including Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and uh, Sherry Tenpenny and a host of other names uh, that you may be familiar with uh, right off the top of your head, which is to say that now you got this. Now you got this other avenue. So they're using taxation. Um, we know they just hired eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. You have this uh, uh, toggle switch of information that's flowing directly from your you know, whoever you use, unless you do it personally, which of course, that's another thing too. If you do your own taxes personally, you know, write them up, send it in an manual, a manual situation, we'll say manual mode, not through electronic submission, that will trigger a more likelihood of getting audited because the government <laughs> will see, say, well, hmm, why do we have to do this manually? Because they want, they wanted to give you the convenience of, uh, the internet but now you know what they're trying to do they're gathering all kinds of extra data or data to cross verify that you're saying what you're saying in other words they're trying to catch you in a lie uh, it's a good uh, law enforcement technique uh, to have multiple uh, data point entries across uh, uh, different channels in order to cross verify what you say is accurate and if you make any mistake then they'll say, well, which one is accurate? And then they'll catch, you know, in other words, this is all about an entrapment, really becomes an entrapment technique. This is what's going on in your government, and this is what's going on in big tech, um, because they have to sell your data, because this is also a Ponzi scheme for them. They have to have a figure out a way to make money. So they have to have, uh, you know, that's the reason why they had to build up user base, user base, so they get advertisers and say, oh, we're going to sell advertisement, and, and uh so we're going to toggle to that next. Um, so Twitter, evidently, uh, since uh, Elon took over, they've lost uh, hundreds of advertisers and sponsors. I got a list of them, and I was just starting to cross-check who was on the list. You know, like Chevrolet, BlackRock, uh, Jeep, uh, Merck, um, Abbott Labs. That was the name, so that I can remember off the top of my head. There's a whole list of them. I'll I'll put the links to those articles as well in the in the description here. So point is is I mean I don't you know I am <laughs> I'm not a Elon Musk fan. I know his uh I know his uh, uh vision of the future is in uh, is in very much different from Uncle Klaus's uh uh vision of totalitarian control or putting chips in your brain and all the other happy horse shit that these people have come up with. But he's a Twitter now. And, uh, of course, because he, he, he's, you know, this whole facade of free speech and I'm going to do things. And he, right now he's acting like a Caesar where he, he puts it up for discussion. Vox Populi, Vox Day, and all this other happy horse shit. Uh, he's just doing that just to, you know, 
to seem like he's friendly towards the, the masses and you know he's trying to bring back eyeballs of course because he knew he was losing sponsors he knew he was going to have to cut costs which of course that's why he's laid off all the people he did because he knew that these people were worthless um he bought a he bought a shell of a company and he's probably either going to drive it into bankruptcy and then buy it for a song or, or do something he's going to use it as a, some kind of uh taxational um <laughs> He's gonna use it for. He's gonna use it to his maximum benefit. He's a businessman first and foremost. Of when I say businessman, he's a uh, he's about himself and about making money and about his uh, credentials and you know outward persona. He's not about you, me, or anybody else. Uh, just just so you know, he may have a quirky. He may have a quirky. Um, side to him that appeals to people which you know i'm not saying he he doesn't have a sense of humor but you know at the end of the day he's just as he's just on board just as much as on board with the rest of these idiots that are running trying to run the world uh and probably even more maliciously so because he's the type of person who will probably turn on a dime and just say well what do you expect you know i'm i'm not your friend and that's probably true so, moving into a third story, since I'm going to post this up, the third story will be uh, the Yay yeah, Kanye, uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, and now known as Yay, uh, or Yay Brands, or whatever, was meeting with uh, Trump at uh, Mar-a-Lago, and he brought along some uh, uh, sidekicks. Uh, one of them was uh, Nick Fuentes, who is a well-known... Uh, He's well known in the alternative community for his uh, potential. I well, we'll just call it this. Like, he doesn't like Jews, and he he likes to uh, make that apparently known. I've seen some of his content. I'm not unaware of this guy's existence, unlike Trump or people who handle Trump or whatever. Uh, I know enough to know. I know enough that I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, he. He's got uh, glowy all over him. When I mean glowy, you know what I mean. Um, he's basically a Ray Epps kind of uh, deal. And and I then my uh, assertion uh, I assert that uh, Kanye West is uh, a psy a psyop. He's uh, this guy has always been unstable. And we already know back to the day when he got into it or made a uh, fool of himself on the. Music awards. He's had issues with his his wife or his ex wife now Kim, and he's uh, the 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 word stability and Kanye West don't go in the same sentence ever. They just don't. So the idea that I mean, Trump befriended this dude. You know, kind of you know gave him a little bit of a platform. You know, people say, well, he just you know he, he Trump is uh <laughs> with his ego. Uh, you probably had to have a lot of appeal to his emotions, <laughs> which weren't, you know, tell him he's great and, you know, he's all's forgiven. But uh, so Kanye shows up there, you know, and Kanye's made some uh, rather uh, interesting remarks, which let me just put it this way and let's uh, we'll just get this out of the way. OK, so there are Jewish people in this world that do not. <laughs> care one damn bit about humanity 
Those would be the ones who don't believe in God and God at all. <laughs> uh, you know, the secular Jews, we'll just call them, that's what they're usually labeled as. They, uh, <clears throat> they're basically George Soros' favorite friends. There's a whole host of people in the Christian world that are the, of the same like mind that are, you know, <laughs> we'll call them Neocon Inc., uh, they don't care really a hell of a whole lot about the idea of the Lord. They use that as a hustle. And I'm only speaking from my own experience here. But uh, I was raised in a family where my mom was a very, you know, I would say very devout Catholic. I mean, she went to Mass and I was raised up that way. My dad was a, <laughs> well, at least, a, at least a, on the surface, he called himself a fundamentalist. Uh so those two things did not go together very well in the deep south in the nineteen late nineteen seventies early nineteen eighties and uh my dad you know started to use religion as a cudgel on me and her in particular um he really took it out on her. He used to try to uh entertain those ideas or try to um very we'll just say very uh, Marxist-like, you know, what do you call it, um, struggle sessions um, <laughs> with my father. Believe me, everything was a struggle session. It was a tactic. It was a manipulation. And so this idea that there aren't people who use and exploit uh, religion in other uh, or the facade of religion or use a title or protection it's like a protection spell if you're into magic or magic the gathering these uh by saying this oh i'm jewish you can't attack me you know oh if you raise the issue that i am of this fate you are a blah 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 or oh i'm a transvestite i get away with things because you know you're not supposed to attack me right now and these group these group categorizations are just used to be uh, manipulated to you know keep people uh, from criticizing legitimate issues with those people. So you know, I can despise the hell out of a Nick Fuentes for what he believes in, and he has every right to say what he says. You know, he may say he's stating the obvious, but he may he he over he overextends his his belief. I'm more of a each person, you take each person unto themselves, and those are the people you criticize, and do that to the best of your ability. Um, you know, whether it's their actions or their deeds, you know, it's the same way, you know, this is one of the things I had a big problem with with people when they criticized Trump about, uh, they said he hates Jews and hates black people. It's like, well, let's see, his uh, son-in-law is Jewish, uh, <laughs> that's another a whole other different discussion too by the way with all his money uh grubbing hands over in saudi arabia but uh you know i'm aware of that too but the idea of uh his uh his dislike of of people of faith uh, or you know a particular sections and groups is just absurd um i don't see i see trump as hey he will make a deal with anybody and that's his problem because he 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 thinks that making deals is is about you know it, it, the cooperation, but at some point you have to have a sticking point on your some kind of belief system. I don't necessarily believe that he has that ability. So getting back to this little shindig that they had at Mar-a-Lago, 
evidently they show up there and then uh Kanye of course says well hey maybe you should be my vice president I mean really he comes at Trump with the idea that he's uh he's going to be the man and you're going to be the, I mean why would he take the demotion I don't even think he can do that legally but <laughs> this is the this is the mindset of Kanye West <laughs> uh which like I said he's a psyop he's he's just somebody who I, I, I seriously, his timing is impeccable because it's a week after Trump announces for, you know, his candidacy, candidacy for the 2024 uh, election. And so well, what better timing than to have the guy who says he's going to run against you show up there and then say, oh, by the way, why don't you, why don't you just work for me? I mean, and, uh, and he brings along Nick Fuentes He's talking up there. I read the articles, you know, mentioned Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, these people. They come out of the woodwork. It's the grift is still on. <laughs> the The grift never ends with these people. They they have to stay relevant and they have to have people put eyeballs on them so that they can sell merch or whatever the hell it is that they sell. But it certainly isn't selling uh it, they would sell, they would literally sell, if the United States had a t uh, price tag on top of it, I hate to say it, there's, I don't think there, there are so many people in this world that would just put, put a, put the price tag on it. It's like the Indians back in the day, they would, you know, they would say, okay, we'll sell this, we'll sell the land for $5 trillion, deal or no deal. I mean, this is the kind of people we're dealing with. They, they I don't think they have one. They don't have one moral principle that they won't, uh, um, you know, easily divorce themselves from, and then they sell the country in the in the in the in the process. So those are really the three things that caught my eye. So, you know, between Meta and Yay, I mean, the whole idea of this uh, government, um, yeah, it never ends. Every day is a daily grind of BS out there. So I'm going to leave it there for now, and um, I'll uh, talk to you later. God save the United States of America, and God save the world.